Outlaw MC members connected to a homicide. That is our main story today. But we have a lot of good stuff coming up. Also, we're going to be talking about the Thirsty Beaver. It's one of the biker-friendly places that we're going to feature today. It's going to be a good one. Let's get into our first thing today. That is the Vipers MC, baby. Here we go. ...up for back to school. That's why one local group is trying to give back to the community. WALB News 10's Fallon Howard reports on how kids are, how they are helping kids and their families. Set up to do about three to four hundred kids out here today. So hopefully, I hope they three to four hundred kids at least come out. I don't want to take anything back with me. So that's the thing. So I'm expecting a great turnout. I want everything to be gone. Over 300 book bags were distributed today in efforts to support the community, something the Viper Unit Motorcycle Club has been doing for 16 years. One family formed a relationship with the group after getting help from over the years. I supported them um, actually last year. They came out on, at our house and uh, for Christmas and Thanksgiving also. Um, it means a lot uh, to see a group of guys and men and women get together to help the community. You know, that's what it's about, you know, is sticking together for the community. So. Well, supplies that will help me uh, learn and schedule on to the New Year's. If you see the Viper Unit Motorcycle Club out in the community, it's for a good cause. Their efforts have been able to supply the needs of kids in the area. Also, throughout the year, we do different type of fundraising, maybe a car wash. So if you see Viper Unit out there on the side of the road doing a car wash, stop there and have your car wash because that's what it's doing is raising money for things like back to school giveaway, uh, Christmas giveaway, Thanksgiving giveaway, things of that nature. The Viper Unit Motorcycle Club's mission is to help serve the less fortunate, but their consistent charity work also has the benefit of building long-lasting relationships. Fallon Howard, WALB News 10, your hometown news source. And that's the Vipers Unit Motorcycle Club. Yes, I forgot to put the unit on there. But good stuff helping those kids get uh, back-to-school items that they need. Tough times, man, when it comes to that stuff for parents. They get this long list and stuff. Now it's all technological. But uh, it's bikers out there helping these kids as usual. And, yes, I do like the new platform where we highlight the good that bikers do. A lot of people have been loving that. I'm loving it. So thanks for the support on that because a lot of people do ask hey you know i thought the title said this well this is a radio show this is the biker news segment we're covering everything and the main story is what the title is now let's go to the repentant mc right now prayer and a bag of food to help those in need on washington road every weekend we've taken you there several times as leaders work to address the amount of homeless people in the area our Sydney Hood joins us from the newsroom tonight with more on the group. Sydney, how do they use kindness to give back? Craig, they are meeting these folks where they are and giving them the little things in life we often take for granted. Underneath the south on these streets yes, Lord. is a prayer. Lord, that your spirit reign freely among these streets. Yes, yes Lord. Lord. We have to go places that most people are uncomfortable going to reach the loss. Which brings this group of leather vests and bikes out here. It could be any, any one of us. Any, any one of us could be put in their situation 
uh, whether we think we could or not. Two weeks ago, I was out here with these folks, um, so I know them by name. Of course, I was out here by choice. She stayed across the street from where she now serves, back with her mother and daughter. When we were staying out here, we didn't have a car, so we would walk to go get food, and we would see all the other people out here that were less fortunate than us, and it made us want to come out here when we could and help them. If it needs to be moved, we'll move it somewhere else. Um, you know, if it, if it, the way I see it is, if they run them off from here, they're going somewhere else. They're still going to be hungry. They're still going to be thirsty. They're still going to be out here on the streets regardless. A situation many here know too well. I myself didn't realize just how many people needed this and how many people needed somebody to care, somebody to, to want to feed them and pray with them. Sometimes that's all the help one needs. Sometimes we have to put ourselves in an uncomfortable situation in order to make sure that somebody else is comfortable just for a minute. And a minute is all it takes to change a life. Amen. Amen. I once was a hopeless dopehead, now I'm a dopeless hopehead. <laughs> and it feels great. Now I'm happy, it feels so good to be alive. The group meets at the same location every Sunday. That's beside the Raceway gas station on Washington Road and I-20. They have food, tents, and a helping hand to hold. Thank you for continuing to follow efforts for the homeless on Washington Road, Sydney Hood. Homelessness is something that's actually coming up on the second half of the show with myself in China now. It's over at the Morning Madhouse over on YouTube or listen on the radio, MotorcycleMadhouse.com. My biggest thing with it is this government should take care of its own people instead of sending the money overseas. But it is an issue that is the heart of this country's soul, if you know what I mean. Take care of our own people instead of sending it everywhere else. Anyway, let's go to some biker-friendly stuff here. We have the Thirsty Beaver, baby. Double D's Thirsty Beaver in Beaver Dam, Wisconsin. It goes on to say the place to be for the area's best local live music. Now, it does have your uh, upcoming events of course it's made with uh, live uh, music drink special pizza and popcorn some of the lives coming up at uh, beaver is dixon duckin retro sonic good stuff right there then it has a whole thing of a summer events uh let's see if it has us an address there 500 madison street in beaver dam that's double d's thirsty beaver in beaver dam wisconsin biker friendly right there then we have the country saloon better than down the street they say and it looks like it's a big time uh hangout for a lot of guys have that uh bar and shield with their name in there uh it looks like an old school bar is what it looks like and i guess they're hiring for a full-time cook at 16 dollars an hour anyway that's some good stuff right there and where are we at there it doesn't say let's go uh, over to facebook and check this out where are you at you are at 3415 metal avenue in morton illinois again that is the country saloon uh we're gonna go to our main story right now and that's out of the bangkok post and remember we do do news worldwide uh we haven't covered much in thailand so this is the first uh basically one that we covered out there 
And it goes on to say outlaw motorcycle club leader among four raid arrest. Uh, there's a picture of it. I can't imagine freaking how the cops are in those countries, man. We think they're dicks here, but damn. Now, I guess uh, I ain't even going to try to uh, get into this Thailand talk, but uh, uh, police arrested four foreign suspects, including the leader of the outlaws motorcycle club in Patya in a raid connected to a club member's alleged murder of Hans Peter Walter Mack. I guess he is a German property broker in one of the districts. Deputy National Police Chief Paul Jen, uh, yeah, 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 said <laughs> Provincial Police Region 2 expanded their investigations of the, quote, motorcycle gang Damn, they even use it over there, don't they? And found it had members of various nationalities. Now, I don't know. Is Thailand like a destination for a lot of the Aussies to go on vacation? It's somewhere in there. Uh, the gang has been involved in some illegal business, including drugs, human trafficking, which I find hard to believe. Uh, the crackdown stems from investigation into Max murder on June 4th, in which police later arrested German national Olaf 52, a member of the outlaws motorcycle club and three other su uh, suspects uh, acting on a tip off. They call it <laughs> tip off. Police launched a crackdown on eight premises uh, to arrest the gang's leader during the raid. Police arrested Mr. Thomas at a house in the, uh, uh, Nung Pew, man, it's like Fu Manchu or something like that. And he was uh, packing to flee to the country. They confiscated Harley Davidson's. Uh, police said Mr. Thomas admitted he was the gang leader, but quit after learning of Max murder. And then they go on to say uh, police ran a background check and found that the suspect had an arrest warrant out for fraud and in putting false information into a computer. Uh, I, then I guess they confiscated a Z900 motorcycle. Uh, I guess they do drug tests over there because he tested positive. A lot different type of cultures overseas big time than compared to what it is in the United States. But that is your morning news. We're going to go with China Dow right now. Don't forget MotorcycleMadhouse.com or over at the Morning Madhouse show on YouTube. We'll be right back after this. <laughs> is an in-depth look at the trials and tribulations of street gang and motorcycle club life. This isn't the run-of-the-mill book that doesn't give the goods. This book will go into detail of events that actually happen. All materials in this book have been approved by those involved. There is nothing poetic, nor is there any price worth paying for the life we choose to live on the streets. James Hollywood Machikari, Brotherhood and Betrayal. Join the Insane Throttle Members Only Club on YouTube or Spotify and receive exclusive content. Your membership in the Throttle Club helps keep the show going strong. Introducing the all-new service from Insane Throttle Motorcycle Madhouse Radio. 24-7 and nothing but the best in 80s till today. Rockin' metal, baby. And here's an added bonus. You can now listen to Motorcycle Madhouse Morning Show 
with Hollywood and China now live on the air. Go to MotorcycleMadhouse.com and bookmark the radio station and get down with the king of biker radio. song for the broken hearted A silent prayer for faithy parted And I ain't gonna be just a face in the crowd You're gonna hear my voice when I shout it out loud It's my
out taking flights. Life on the edge is the way that Yogi likes. No fun if I can't do a hundred through the light. Probably the only way that I can live and feel alive. Oh, yeah, we got the beautiful Black Widow in the house right now. She is the Black Widow for sure. She poisoned Hollywood yesterday. She did. She poisoned me. That's why I wasn't on last night. We're going to make that show tonight with myself, Mike Ball. And also, we have a special guest coming on. We got Captain Overkill coming on. Also, the Betrim podcast, but this broadhead tried to kill me. My girl, Sandy. Yeah, she's my new girl. Uh, she is in the house with Steve, everybody, Poncho, Dirty Knobs, of course, Chicago Fever. But uh, what's up with this poisoning shit, man? Hollywood was sicker than a dog last night. Made me go to bed early, wake up at 2.30 in the morning so I had to get a show ready. You screwed me up. You even had me freaking riding a bike and walking at six o'clock this morning. I didn't do a thing. I don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what you're talking about. You knew exactly what you were doing. You I you tried nothing. that shit with me with that movie freaking Van Wilder where you put all kinds of stuff in my freaking drink and I was shitting my brains out. That's what you did. You tried to give me a colon cleanse. Well, I thought maybe you needed one. Sorry, my bad. Yeah, my ass, man. You know, literally, I need to give you a, a you know, a Could revenge have sworn type you of said deal. said something about constipated. I, no, I man, know. I like blew up the toilet. The toilet's like, ah! You imagine being a toilet and an ass is coming at you, and you just get, you, you know, you get a big dump. That's so wrong, ain't it? That is. Well, I definitely know I don't want to come back as that. <laughs> After you poisoned Hollywood, damn right. You should come back as that. No. That no. was it, insanity it, last night. I did nothing. Night. I plead the fifth. Oh, you plead the fifth. See, that means she poisoned my ass. I did not. You know, oh, my goodness gracious. I know I bump on you women a lot. Everybody except Sandy. Karma. Mm. Yeah, karma's a bitch when it comes to this kind of stuff man we're gonna be talking about uh is tiny homes the answer to the homeless crisis today gonna get in a very in-depth conversation how's our baby doing over there man have you got any more uh updates on lily lily did get released and she is at home if you don't know who lily is we uh interviewed uh parents and uh grandparents of uh baby lily she has a fatal disease and she went into the hospital having some troubles and at least they did something for her man because i worry when you're on hospice they don't do shit for you that's always everybody's biggest fear they must have some specific instructions on their hospice care because normally when you're on hospice they do absolutely nothing it's a sad state of affairs man it really is and steve you know you just put something in my head you're talking about strap-ons now i'm seeing china that was a strap-on with a nice blonde you know what i mean that's what i'm seeing so the exact thing from nitro see how she skipped over yep, that i did the exact thing from nitro uh mike ball sent it to us uh our girl is being discharged her numbers look better when the cardiologist reevaluated re Lily, he said there had been a little improvement in her heart, 
the wall of her heart has thinned a little and the holes have closed a little. The valve was open a little more as well as the arteries, but <clears throat> that are collapsed show the one, the arteries that are collapsed show no improvement. Mm, sad state of so, affairs. So she's still uh, fighting that fight right there. She's still fighting it, but she is, she is, uh, she's at home now. Holy cow. The listeners over on motorcyclemadhouse.com. Holy shit. Uh, it's really getting out there worldwide. Uh, the show and stuff like that. Holy shit. That's what I have to say. A lot of people loving the radio section, man. They, you know, I get the emails that, Hey man, I listen to you in the car and shit like that. That's beautiful stuff. Do you really? Yeah, man. I have more people on the radio that listen to me than Marco on his real radio station. That's pretty bad. Well, there's a difference in genre. What do you mean, John? You're, what are you trying to be all sophisticated and shit? Yeah. What the hell's wrong with you? Well, he plays country, doesn't he? Yeah, he, he, he he's one of them shit kickers. And you play rock. Yeah, I play rock, man. I, so, I play the good shit. So what would be everybody's preference? Country or rock? Or a combination? I don't know. I don't know, man. With this new country bullshit, they're all fags. I think they are. <laughs> they get upset at every fucking thing. <laughs> it's really a it's really really steve easy says no more nickelback hollywood i love nickelback <laughs> but i you know it's it's programmed by the radio station today you know i program it by you know the uh decades and stuff and it just goes on itself so it rotates but yeah man i'm kicking marco's ass man he probably pissed at me him and his freaking afro and shit like that i'm gonna start calling him afro I am. I think I should go to the store today and buy him a pick. So I think Black Dragon. So the next time we see him, we can give him a pick. I think Black Dragon mad at me. Why? Because he didn't. He ain't talking to me, man. After I did that Fat Albert gift, you know that uh, skit yesterday. Oh. Hey, 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 hey! People were pound Fat Albert and shit. He's like, man, Hollywood's at his shit again. <laughs> they always know if it's some screwed up shit, it's from you. It has he to be always from knows. me. Yeah, he's like, dude, you know what? You're a cool guy, but you're a fucking sick prick. <laughs> That's basically what he's thinking in his head. He's like, this white boy sucks. He's talking about going out to the plantation and shit like that. Call me Fat Albert from the 70s. He's a prick. <laughs> hey, BD, you know what they were talking about? <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what the, everybody that listens to the show does. They go to the other creator and say, hey, Hollywood talking shit, man. Did you hear that? Just trying to get shit started. It's funnier than hell. Nah, he didn't post a video about it. <laughs> Grumpy Rich, because I checked. <laughs> Mike is in the house. He'll be on tonight with me. Man, Mike, you got to have to talk with your girl, China now. She poisoned my ass last night. <laughs> Dude, I thought I was going to die. I was at work. I don't know what you're talking about. And when you came home, how bad did I look? <laughs> you looked like hell froze over. And I was laughing. Yeah, you were laughing because you poisoned my ass, man. I was supposed to have bent rim on. So he's coming on the night. That wasn't cool, man. And then having to wake up at 2.30 in the morning and freaking taking a freaking. I'm sorry, man. I feel sorry for the toilet. What did you put in that shit, man? Did you like try a new herb or something? Did you, what did you do to me? Nothing. 
What did he eat yesterday? He had. I had a steak. You know, every morning I have a steak. He has okay, got to get steak. a protein. I got to have protein. He has a pork steak every morning, and he has. Uh, At about two o'clock. Oatmeal, and I put bananas in it. At about two o'clock, <laughs> I felt this fist in my stomach. You know, I was like, man, don't tell me because the worst disease you can give me is the stomach flu. I hate it. And it felt like a fucking fist. So what I did was I was going through looking for Pepto-Bismol because I was like, <laughs> where the hell's my Pepto-Bismol at here? Because sometimes you got to have that on hand when you have China Dow's cooking. I don't buy the pink drink. <laughs> so then I'm saying to myself, man, I'm fucked now. And next thing you know, you get all sweaty. And I, I was like, you know what? I got to contact Mike. I can't do the show. I don't want to shit my pants on the show. <laughs> I don't want to do I that stuff. Still done it. <laughs> so then I started thinking, Hollywood okay, would be going mid show cupping and going. <laughs> no shit. Really? No shit. So here I am thinking. I'm not going to do this on air. I was like, let's do the show tomorrow. It should be out of my system by then. So I wake up at 2.30 in the morning, and it's like, what the fuck? I haven't gone back to bed because of you. That ain't cool, man. Oops. You're a sabotageur. You are. You sabotage things. Now, I don't know what if it's because you were still pissed off because they put you on a new med. You said, fuck that, which I approve 100%. Yeah, that was that med was awful. It was for Hollywood, especially. Yeah, because I'm the one you take everything out on. Yeah, it was that. That was so. Bad. I don't know if you were trying to get me back for something. What I thought I gave you a good anniversary weekend. You did, but I I look over at her. I was like, you know what? I I did. I got her all kinds of shit for anniversary day. And took her out the whole nine yards, Friday, Saturday. And I look at her. Hey, what about Hollywood? What's Hollywood get? Fuck you. That's what she said <laughs> That's to me. Not what I you said. said, fuck you. I didn't get nothing. I said, you got me. Yeah, you know, I appreciate that. I do have the China doll. You know, she is one of them in a million. She has to deal with my dumb shit. But uh, yeah, Hollywood didn't get nothing. Now, if you women out out there, do you get your man or your significant other? Maybe you love females, which, hey, let me watch. But uh, anyway, do you get them anything? Let me know. Let me know. She's over here giving me those evil eyes. That means I'm going to have to deal with all kinds of bullshit again today. Ain't I? I gave you that girl. It's not my fault you epic failed that i didn't epic failed she wanted to do my nuts but i had marco over there man cock blocker it it put it, it turned her off <laughs> come on you have marco around and you're abroad would you get turned on hell no <laughs> that afro looking motherfucker he cock blocked you <laughs> he did that little mario motherfucker man <laughs> I wanted to tell him, you know what? Go in the pool or something. Get rid of the afro. That would have made it worse. And then he wears the beard. It's like, dude, you look homeless, man. <laughs> you a homely looking boy, man. <laughs> Seriously. I'm not bullshitting. No wonder he does radio. That way they don't have to see him. Because <laughs> if they seen him, they'd be like, fuck that. I'm turning the channel. <laughs> Oh, 
I got to come up with a new nickname for him now. Mario. No, not even that. He makes Italians look bad. <laughs> Sasquatch. It's like, dude, you have to be mixed, okay? Call him Curly Sue. Curly Sue, that's funny. Because <laughs> of his hair. Pound Curly Sue, everybody. That is Marco's <laughs> new name. Pound Curly Sue. And he's going to ask, you know, Hollywood said, no, China Dow said that bullshit, man. It wasn't me. But yeah, man, she he had this bond. Did you see his mouth drop? Dude, she has titties bigger than Mount Everest. And, you know, here he is, single and stuff like that. See, me and you could have had a threesome with this broad. She was up for it. I knew it. And then Marco comes in. What did they even talk about? I don't know. I walked off. <laughs> I can only listen to Marco for so long. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Uh <laughs> <laughs> no princess peach for Hollywood. Mario has that poon on lockdown. <laughs> oh, it was still a fun time. It was still a fun time. I, I just don't know, man. Ain't he like five foot or something? He's like a midget, ain't he? Marco? Yeah. No, he's as tall as I man, Me and him are like, he's a little bit taller than me. What are you, five, five or something? Yeah. He's about five, six. Yeah. He's a, you know, little Afro mix something, man. That's all I know, but uh, damn, man. But pound Curly Sue for Marco. <laughs> pound Curly Sue. That's going to be a badass one right there. Uh, anyway, what else do we got coming up today? We got uh, some news that we're going to put out there for a minute. Uh, it, it, let me guess. Somebody kill each other? No, I'm trying to avoid that. I actually have... And, and two, you got to go back to that dumbest criminal shit. Yeah, I got to find more dumb criminals. Um, People need to keep their hands to themselves. Let me tell you what. What do you mean? A woman was found dead on a trail in Montana near Yellowstone National Park after an apparent bear encounter. Oh, the pears. You know what? It reminds me of that Yellowstone shit where, you know, you got the Japanese tourists, you know, slant eyes going over there taking pictures of the the bear and stuff and kevin costner comes up and he's like you stupid fucks and he gets all pissed off at him that's funny it is well officials say that there were grizzly bear tracks that were found at the scene and the investigation into the reported attack is ongoing the department said that the woman's death appeared to have been followed after an interaction with the bear Though it did not confirm her cause of death. Oh, the bear actually <laughs> ate her ass? No, he mauled her. What the hell you expect going up to a bear? What do you expect? I guess the rangers issued an emergency closure of the popular hiking area where the victim was found. Uh-huh. The uh, attack comes amid a rise in Montana's grizzly bear population. Would and, you ever live in Montana? No, it's what the hell's in Montana? That's the point. <laughs> What's the point? I know there's some nuclear missiles out there, but other than no. that, man, it's a good freaking day. Montana's a good place to visit, but probably not a good place to live. Bullshit. You'd ride the horses, all that stuff. 
and go challenge grizzly bears to fights? No, man. Our, our daughter has to deal with that up north, man, in the north woods and shit. She's seen some. She's seen some bears? Yeah. Get out of here. You never told me that. <laughs> yeah, she's seen some babies. Oh, that's cool. And moose that ran, ran in front of her car. I'm not talking about your mother, okay? I'm well, talking about animals. No, it happens. I don't know, man. I guess she was trying to find Brittany's apartment and <laughs> ran across the street. What's he doing here? Pick up the phone. Hello. Hey, hey, hey. What's up, man? Hey, what's up? You're on the air, man. I, you know what? I, oh, yeah. I already fucking know. <laughs> Pound <laughs> Fat Albert. phone number. I'm on the air. Yeah, you're on the air with everybody, man. Pound Fat Albert uh, is tre uh, trending. So that's why I said, hey, hey, hey. You remember that one, man? I do. Yeah, they were dressed like when Bill Cosby was still a hero. Yeah, Bill, dude, you got to admit, man, he got laid a lot. <laughs> it's so, so it would seem. Yeah, he, he got a lot of putty, man. Uh, but anyway, I had to call you up. I did. I had to call up and say hi. Everybody's throwing hashtag Uncle Phil in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got going on on your show, man? I'm trying to promote you here. You know, I hear you got another book coming out. Well, it's called the Social Club's Bible. Thank you very much. And um, it's uh, addresses. It's the first book of its kind to address the uh, social clubs uh, that are only found on the black biker set. Believe it or not, there are whole clubs of women who wear colors and vests and have started in arms and all that kind of stuff, but they don't ride motorcycles. They are support clubs for black motorcycle clubs called social clubs. So this book is written to, uh, like the prospects Bible to teach them the proper protocols of MC motorcycle clubs and things like that. And, uh, it's going to be very exciting. Now, uh, and then, uh, right after that'll be my first children's book. So what? got a few things coming. Are you like, yeah. you turned into Bill Cosby, you're writing a uh, kid's book, man. What's wrong with you? dude? <laughs> no, Bill Cosby was never accused of hurting a child. No, he, he wasn't. You need to find someone else. But it, it just worries me a little bit. You're coming up with a kid's <clears throat> book. What are you doing? Are you coming up with a coloring book for bikers or what? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what? I just gave you an uh, idea. Coloring that's, book for bikers kids. That sucks. That, that just took my fucking ideal. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I, 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 think I think. No, we're both book writers. As a matter of fact. Another project that I have coming up is doing the audio for your book, Brothers and uh, Bike and Brothers uh, and Bikerhood. Or, no, or Brothers Brotherhood and Betrayal. Which one is it? Brotherhood and Betrayal. You're gonna be doing. What did you say, China? Brotherhood I, and Betrayal. I think Black Dragon needs to do an ice cream commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Him and his boy Biden, man. Some Ben and Jerry's. Oh wow! Or <laughs> we, we we couldn't have a morning without that, could we? <laughs> no, we couldn't, man. Uh, so, what do you got coming up on the show today? 
I'm trying Today's to pro- I'm trying to promote my- I'm trying to promote BD because I just I'm about to overtake his ass on YouTube, <laughs> and I'm rubbing it in right now. So I have to say, hey, you know, I got to promote this guy a little but bit. But I overtook your ass six and a half years ago. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, it's I- a race. I-, I remember you had some Jesus forty fifty thousand. I forget how many you had twenty five thousand or something when it was when it was really big, and I only had three thousand. And I just swooped right past your ass to be the number one show in in, in biker news at the time. And now not I'm going to suck it up as you come rolling past. And no, 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 I'm not. I'm not happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I am. I, I, uh, I, I do appreciate the fact that uh, you are what I would call a real deal news organization in terms of how you cover news, how you look up things and track things down and stuff like that. And you have helped me in every conceivable way. Although you are a serious shit starter and you've been a, uh, a sticker in my foot. <laughs> you've also been uh, a brother with uh, advice and, and, and uh, every time my channel has ever taken a dip or something like that, you'll do some shit like this and, and call and, and try to boost me up. So, well, um, as far as the sticker, complicated relationship. As far as the sticker in the foot, man, you got to get out. You got to wear shoes in the cotton field. That's all. But is that uh, <laughs> the cotton field? <laughs> you know more about the cotton field than I ever, I, I ever could. <laughs> but I like or this. Should I say the poppy field? There you go, man. Uh, but you know, how does these women? Uh, how they got sergeant at arms? What are they going to do? Uh, you know, they get mad at one of these one percenter clubs and drop through their knees what do they do oh that's so ugly hollywood that's just so ugly uh <laughs> their sergeant at arms do the same different? job that uh, uh a sergeant at arms is supposed to do protects the club uh make sure the rules are handled i mean every kind of club has sergeant at arms uh including uh sororities and, and uh the lions and the uh the the bear that you know are uh, the moose lodges they sergeant at arms is a a, uh, a a spot that is recognized worldwide by organizations from legislative bodies to uh, parliament. In fact, I wrote a whole book about it called the Sergeant at Arms Bible. So basically, so it's not common. So basically, a, uh, I was right when you said they protect the club. So yeah, they're gonna go get on their knees, and next thing you know, hey, they protected that club and got them some. Well, you must not know black women very well. But uh, tell you what, when the next one you see, tell her to get on her knees and see what happens. You know what? I need to hook up with a black woman. You think? How would I do with one? Oh, God. Well, I think China Doll would strip your ass into little pieces. You can try that shock jock shit on me, but uh, I think China Doll would hang you up to dry. What are you talking about? Let's see how it works. I want to see it. What are you talking about? She'd probably be down there faster than I would. You know what? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not with you this morning. <laughs> I'm not. I will not. No, sir. What do you mean, no, sir? Nope. She be down there faster than me. She she brought me a damn I, I stripper over I to. She, I cannot with you. I can't. She brought a stripper over to my table for an interview on Saturday. And I said, "Happy anniversary!" Yeah. Here you go, and walked away. <laughs> If only I could be so lucky. <laughs> well, Tia kicked your oh, ass. Oh my goodness! Too. Yeah, no, that ain't happening. See, that's what uh, I, that's <laughs> what, 
<laughs> That's what always happens. That never happening. You uh, have you have the old lady go out and bring you to check in. It works great. Uh, I'm. You know what? That's a life I haven't been able to quite muster yet. But how uh, Hollywood? You got to understand, black women aren't going to appreciate your two pump chumpness. They probably won't, man. <laughs> they probably won't. Two pump chump. Ouch. <laughs> Dude, like I Ouch. like I always tell her, it's too much work. <laughs> I'm getting old now. What I, am I? I know what, you. What do. did I wake up? I, what did I wake up to this morning? I know you. You what, take you take Viagra and a penis pump. Okay, don't lie to me. You're 61. You're old what, as fuck. Why would you? Why? Why must my secrets be discussed? Is what I don't understand. <laughs> you don't think I do? And I'm only sixty, by the way. You don't think He's I do good 60. with a black woman, man? No. You know, I, I. Someone just. It's funny. Someone just asked me that on TikTok yesterday uh, about interracial relationships on the biker set, and my answer to that was very simple: Do you, man? Whatever you. If life is too short not to do you. So if uh, if you want something chocolate and you feel like you can run it down, and the old lady's good with it, go get you one. Rock. Go on. get you one. Get you one. Hey, my my final question for you. And by the way, everybody BD goes on usually at. Uh, well, what am I talking about? He's never early, and he's not. He's, he's always, always late. late. <laughs> what am I talking about? He don't have a schedule. He schedules at nine. He'll be on at nine fifteen. It's just follow the, follow the trend. <laughs> I just wish I could just wish I could call you guys liars right now. <laughs> hey, we've 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 watched some. I'd give shows. anything to be able to call you guys liars right now. But you can't because <laughs> you know it's true. But I can't. <laughs> hey, I have a question for you, a pretty serious one here. And we were discussing it yesterday. Why can't a black man make fun of a white man during a comedy sketch, but I can't make fun of a black man? You know, I um I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't say that. Andrew Dice Clay used to do that stuff. So, oh, he's um, my hero. He's my hero, man. But yeah, why can you not? You know, why can you not make a Jewish joke or a homosexual joke? I mean, yeah, like um, Eddie Murphy came out, man. Eddie Murphy was one of my favorite comedians. Him and Red Fox and Richard Pryor, and he did Delirious. You know, he's talking about all the queers and the Tinkerbells and shit like that. Woo, 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 and he comes out and apologizes. What's wrong with him? Well, the bottom line is this, and I think uh, nobody found this out more vividly than, um, oh, what's his name? Mad Max, um, Mel Gibson. Mm. And that is that that is a particularly powerful block uh, of people uh, in the United States um, and uh, homosexual people and transgender and all of the alphabet, LBG, QT, whatever. They're a very politically powerful block. Mm -hmm. So if you want to have a black people aren't though, you can say the N word all day long uh, and be just fine. Not out here. Um, <laughs> say it in songs and all kinds of stuff. We're not protected. But if you get up and you talk about uh, LGBTQTs or whatever, or home or, or Jewish folks or whatever, you can see your career disappear. I've seen it happen. A whole lot of times. And so uh, you have to understand places like Google and, well, you know, even Sosa Ghost got his whole channel taken. Yeah, he did. Uh, he did. A few days ago. 
He got his whole channel to, and I'm not a Sosa Ghost fan by any means, but I, I think it, it's dangerous when you, you tell somebody that you can really take their whole damn channel because of something they said. That, to me, is unbelievable. But it happens. So that it does. This is this these these uh, unlike you now you have your own radio station where for the most part you can probably say anything. I'm sure that Spotify has some sort of uh, terms of service that you might not know about. You probably could go over the line, but it's it's far more difficult. But if you're going to be on these platforms like YouTube and Oh, Facebook and TikTok. Uh, that's their platforms. That it is. And you're going to do what they say do, uh, or you're going to not be on their platforms. This is true. Well, you know, we now got. We saw Sos lose his whole platform. That we did. Talking about that woke stuff. And um, he lost his platform for a good day, maybe two. He so, did. Well, this is BD. He's got the Social Club Bible coming out. He's going to be talking about women's motorcycles, social, whatever he calls them. Because we don't, groups, yeah. yeah, we don't have them in the white set. Uh, no. But uh, he's this is a first of the kind book, and then he's going to have a children's book coming out. He's an author at that, and he's going to be voicing Brotherhood and Betrayal. I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, go take a look at his tro uh, show. We got to get him up and going. His podcast and stuff's kind of boring. We got to work on that. But uh, yeah, you know, yeah, we, we got to <laughs> yeah, we got to get working on that. And you know, just uh, you know, a little bit of advice. You know, get to the point within thirty minutes, will you? <laughs> <laughs> I, actually i'm doing better at that hey <laughs> right, man we'll let you go you to get back in the cotton field and i'll uh, talk to you later oh my lord <laughs> and you know what uh, i will be calling you for my show to be promoting your stuff i appreciate it man i appreciate the plug man take care bye buddy <laughs> bye-bye and that was bd man right there <laughs> We got the Bet Rim podcast coming up uh, later on tonight with Mikey Ball. Yes, Mikey Ball has his own YouTube channel. Uh, he took uh, he took over <laughs> Insane Wheels and stuff. He has some good stuff uh, going right there. Uh, good stuff, man. He never knows what to expect when you call him, does he? Hell fucking no, he <laughs> don't. Another great classic rock and roll memory. Summer radio. So we talk about this all the time about our government, how they do not got, take care of the people. I got another news story, and it's a good one. Okay, I'll let you go with your news story. Okay, then we're cool. Gonna go. Okay, cool. Because you're going to really, really, really want to hear this one. <laughs> <laughs> this one took me a while to find, but I found it, and, and I could not stop giggling. So if I giggle, I apologize. Okay, get to the point, man. You're being a black dragon here. For those who thought receiving a horse's head in the bed was a height of grotesque, a florist was flabbergasted upon discovering a package with a severed penis outside their store. They did a Lorraine Bobbitt on somebody. The apparent... Why do you women have to cut off the penis, man? The women did not cut off the penis. Did he? 
He cut off his own penis. You're a freaking schmuck. <laughs> he cut off his own penis and put it in a box in front of the florist plate because his his old lady worked in the like ex old lady worked in the florist. So because his ex lady old lady left him, he cuts off his pecker. The package. The package was adorned with a funeral floral wreath and a note that said the reflection of your actions so you can educate yourself on getting off my balls. But he covered he put his own penis in the box. Why couldn't he freaking make a mold or something and put that in there? He put his actual penis in the box. What a schmuck. Like his legit penis. My God, man, like Jason said, what kind of freaking sick puppy is that, man? The cut off his own freaking schwans. Yeah, yeah, and put a funeral wreath on And it. what the hell is it with you getting these stupid things, man? What is wrong with you? You're a sick, you're sick. I'm not sick. You are. This person is sick. No, you're sick for bringing it up, man, and perpetrating it on my show. And next <laughs> thing you know, I'm going to go around all day saying, what the fuck did he do? It was a dick in the box. Oh, 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 <laughs> you made a funny. Oh. <laughs> Come on. You got to admit the the note alone. Read the you, you read this note and then you open the box and there there's your ex-man's dick in it. He did it because he wanted her to get off his balls. So then why didn't he just put his balls in the box? Yeah, at least you can still use your schwanks. <laughs> but no, he can't use You it. imagine that being a dog? You know, my little brother has a German shepherd that he's about to go get, uh, what is that, neutered? Yeah. You imagine, hey, we're going to vet to get your balls cut off. Look, what? <laughs> his eyes get all big. Uh-uh. <laughs> you ain't cutting my nutsacks off. Because <laughs> <laughs> he runs away. You know, poor animals, man. Poor animals. Getting their balls cut. Getting their balls cut out. No. I mean, I totally agree with you. This guy should have 100% just done like a mold thing or whatever. Or get a freaking hooker that has step on your nuts with 10-inch heels. You don't go that far. But by putting your own dick in, in a box because she pissed you off and you wanted her off your balls. I mean, that is just freaking. I guess his crazy. balls, his, his 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 dick can actually go in her purse now. My goodness gracious! I guess save it for later. I uh, guess, I but this is how crazy people are. There's Mike Ball in there. That's his new YouTube channel. That's uh, you know what? He gets cartoon characters, and I asked for one. He still hasn't gave me one. That's he gets nice. all the cool shit made of him, and it's like, dude, what about Hollywood here? Wham, wham. Some thanks here. Come on. Well, Unbelievable. Yeah. What are you going to do? Anyway, we've talked about this before, about the homelessness and stuff like that. But an article caught my eye about tiny homes. Yeah. And I think I am kind of, you know, divided on this about as it is solving an issue that, and this is especially bad in California. And you know what? I actually feel bad for people in California that are living on the street because you can't afford no fucking house out there. Mm -mm. You know, I was actually looking at houses on that. Uh, what is it called? That realtor bullshit. And they're like $500,000 for a shack. You're kidding me, man. California ain't that good. They got earthquakes for Pete's sakes. So it's no wonder people can't afford to live out there. 
But then I started saying, okay, tiny homes, would that be a good solution? And I guess they're trying it out there. Yeah. They're saying it's there. not working. And why is that? Well, <clears throat> they mainly talk about one of the homeless guys, uh, one of the main homeless guys, and he's going by uh, Robert in the, in the article. Well, hold on a second. Steve says they're more like uh, crack. They'll just turn them in the uh, crack shacks. Is that what we believe the homeless are? A bunch of just drug and mentally ill people or someone that's down on their luck? I think it's a mixture. Um, there's a lot of tiny house uh, communities going up throughout California. And one of the main ones that they talked about is in San Jose. Mm hmm. And uh, Robert, who's been uh, on the streets for more than a decade, uh, was given one of these tiny houses. And the reason why he was uncomfortable staying in this tiny house, even though he finally got a bed and access to a shower and, uh, you know, a roof over his head, is because he felt guilty. A lot of the people that a lot of the homeless they're given these tiny houses to are feeling guilty because they're leaving what they consider their family mm -hmm. and, you know, close friends behind. And, you know, that's true. Yeah. Especially with the homeless over here that lives on the river. They're a tight knit little community and yeah. they don't talk to outsiders. No, they are. They are basically like a family. And his biggest concern being that he was given this tiny house was his, his family that he left behind in the homeless community. Um, he was worried and kept talking about how, you know, I have this and I left them behind. Who's going to make sure they get food? Who's going to make sure they take their meds? Who's going to make sure they go to the doctors when I'm not there? Well, that's a valid uh, concern, but I'd like to address this, Glyden Cummins. My question is, how much are taxes going to go up to pay for the power, water, garbage, and all other things, including the property? And I would have to say I'd rather my taxes go to our people than, uh, for, say, 18 million dollars over to Egypt or 10 million dollars over to Pakistan to talk about transgender stuff or the billions and billions of dollars that we've sent over to Ukraine. Can you imagine how that money could help our homeless population as well as our veterans? See, that's the first thing a lot of people do worry about is, well, how much of our taxes is going to go up under frickin' diaper head Biden? They've gone up real bad. But at the same time, if you're going to raise our taxes, use it for our people. And when it comes to you have to say to yourself, do you want a tiny home park or do you want tents Ten on the street? Ten city. Well, the whole the whole purpose of the tiny homes, they were actually doing it as a three year uh, experiment to see if it would change the homeless. They had over 2000 people that were given tiny homes in separate communities. And it, 
it it wasn't supposed to be it's supposed to be the tiny home was a temporary thing to get them on the path to a permanent housing mm -hmm. and unfortunately in uh the san jose area uh it became fa a failure mm -hmm. because all the homeless people that were given the tiny houses didn't feel comfortable being away from everyone else and kept going back for like overnight stays to the homeless camps. And, and then next thing you know it, they'd never came back to the tiny houses. Well, you know, that's a pattern that needs to be broken, but you know, we talk about mental illness leading to homelessness. Yeah. I think that right there with the mental illness is because they can't get help for it. You know, we got this freaking system in the United States which again, I've always said, everybody should be able to get health care. Everybody. But no, they send our money overseas. Why can't we take care of our own people? We do. We pay some of the highest taxes around, like Glyden just said. But at the same time, it doesn't go to us. It goes to somebody else. And next thing you know, we got all these mentally ill people running around on the streets because they can't get any help. Yeah. You got a lot of veterans out there with the PTSD and stuff. They can't get help because they can't afford it. You want to respond to some of these comments? Go ahead. Uh, Rich says, I want people to take personal responsibility for themselves when they can. And the people that truly need help should be helped. The problem is no blanket solutions exist. Well, no, no blanket uh, solutions do exist. And unfortunately, it becomes a vicious cycle from generation to generation. And I believe a lot of the mental illness nowadays is our failure to teach the younger generation that life sucks and that you got to plow through it the best you can and you can't give up because once you give up that's when you get to the point where you just don't care and you'll live wherever you'll do whatever you have to do on the street and you just get into this vicious cycle where like them, they don't want to take the opportunity to live in one of these tiny houses for free, get a job and go and make something better of themselves. It's a cycle. It really is. And, you know, there's a lot of people that say, well, these people just don't want to go work. Well, they might have something physically or mentally wrong with them, which most do. Or they get a goal and get hooked on these damn freaking drugs like fentanyl or heroin or crack. That's some powerful shit. That's why I always said, I don't know why anybody goes over weed, man. You get enough high from weed, then, you know, you would go out and get that shit's just freaking crazy to me. What is your thoughts? Well, the hardest thing is the fact that they're not getting the medical care that they need. And... But the problem is with that is the person, the homeless person has to admit that there's a problem. And a lot of homeless people aren't prepared or ready to admit that they have a problem. But at the same time, Steve, have you ever been to a quarter of DMV? Do you really want your health care run by the same people who run them places? And then I would have to counter 
do you like your healthcare being ran by say an HMO PPO that tries to tell you, you can't have a medical procedure because they don't want to pay out for it, even though you paid in with your premiums and stuff. So basically you have a corporate entity telling you you're either going to live or die. You know, I would, I would say I'd personally prefer a PPO over an HMO because in an HMO, you got to get referrals to everything. And then you got to talk your doctor into even sending a referral. And that's pretty bad when I pay for the best insurance out there for you and you still got to argue with them. Mm -hmm. oh, I pay some big money for that. Oh, I argued with my primary last week. And you're right, Chaos. You know, we would have uh, better health care if they stopped sending our money overseas. Now, is it perfect? No. Is, you know, people in Canada probably could attest to this. People in the UK, Europe can attest to this. But at least they put their money back into the system for their people. You know, I think the Dutch or the Netherlands or something like that has a 75% tax rate, but they got the best standard of living in the world right now. That in Japan because they invest in their people and the United States don't invest in its people anymore. It doesn't. It's more of a capitalist thing. That's why your representatives never freaking work for you. They're too busy getting the payoff. How does that make you feel when you have a congressman that has the state of the art freaking health care and you have nothing and it's on us? We're the ones who pay for it. Why can't we get the same thing? Well, I don't understand why the United States doesn't do universal health care like going up to Canada. Mm. I mean, you can become a, a resident or whatever in Canada and you're automatically given medical insurance. Down here, it's like, oh, you make $50 too much, so you can't get public assistance for medica medical because you make $50 too much. Well, I'm sorry. I'm not going to lose out on that $50 just so I could, you know, qualify for their bullshit. Now, the thing about that is, Steve, at least she has health insurance where a lot of these people don't have it. At least she has something and it might take a while. And you know what? Again, it's not a perfect, uh, you know, deal where you have a government running the health insurance crap. Now, Hand of Chaos says he's from Canada. Mm -hmm. Our health care is trash. Doctors dismiss everything and let people die on wait lists for specialists. Which is unfortunate. It is. I'm not saying there's a perfect system to it. What I'm saying is there has to be something where we invest in our own people's health. It's never going to be perfect, but at least somebody should have something. People shouldn't have to go bankrupt because they got an illness. I don't believe in that. Mm -mm. And especially when they're sending $10 million over to Pakistan for transgender bullshit. Well, and it drives me nuts because it's like co-pays are outrageous with medical insurance. You have to get to a specific amount before the insurance even covers it. And it's it's then you sit there and you look and go, damn, look at all the damn medical bills I owe. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, how do you ever get out of that debt? Well, that's just like when you work, 15% of your wages go to Medicare. Yeah. And 
we have the old timers that have paid in to that all their lives, all their lives, and they still get shit on with it. Then you have them trying to raise the Social Security uh, retirement age to like 67. Do you imagine working all those years of your life only to die a month later? There's a lot of stuff like that, but when it comes to the homeless, you just can't freaking, you know, kick them in the ocean or something. No. You have to be able to take care of your own some way. There's no good answers out there. But at least you can try to start a conversation about it and be real about it. Huckleberry says it's all about control. Control the food, control the health care, control the housing, control the people equals government assistance. Mm -hmm. But do you think people deserve it since they paid the taxes to get something out of their own government? I think people earned it by paying out of their own taxes to get stuff out of the government. Uh, Bacchus, uh, in New York, people on welfare have better coverage than someone who works and pays 500 a month for insurance. This is true. I can't say that for Illinois. So it would have <laughs> to be at a state level, not the federal level, but a state level. I think it type be, of program. it's going to be based on per state. Mm -hmm. It's going to it's going to be based on per state because every state has. But it's different. never going to come up because uh, the politicians are in the insurance company's pockets. Do you think that uh, homeless should have, a, you know, a chance at free health care if they got a mental disease? Yeah, I do. Why not? I think they need help just like anybody else. And just because they're homeless doesn't mean they're any different than anyone else. They're freaking human. Mm -hmm. Even if they put themselves in that situation. That's just the thing, though. We don't a lot of we don't know everybody's story on how and why they they became homeless. Because, you know, some people, they just can't move forward. I mean, there's there's a lot of people out there will say, like, I, I know, I know I'm guilty when we've gone to Chicago and you got those guys that come out and wash your windows mm -hmm. <laughs> at the stop. Uh, you know what? Those that are from Chicago know they make more money than me. That's what I year. was just going to say. And there's a lot of people. That's a hustle. There's a lot of people out there that are standing there. will do anything for money that they're homeless with their signs. And then you see them about five minutes, 10 minutes later, walk into like a brand new SUV. It's like, there's people out there scamming it. Then and that well, that, that's and, human nature to be scamming and hustling. I get it, but that's making it look bad for those that actually do need that help. Mm. You're giving five dollars to Very somebody true. that walks to a brand new SUV 30 minutes later when you could have given it to somebody that doesn't even own a vehicle. This is very true. So you kind of got to pay attention if you're trying to help people because I actually witnessed it at our Walmart. Mm. outside there was a mother with two children and a mother a father and two children and when we went in they were standing there and people were stopping and giving them money and like i even seen them handing them walmart bags i'm assuming with groceries or something in them and then when 
our son and I came out of the store. We drove past them and we were stuck at the stoplight there and we watched them walk to a brand new minivan. And I'm like, that pissed me off. All these people that I watched giving them Walmart bags with stuff, let alone who knows how much money they earned standing there. Mm. And they walk to a brand new minivan. Well, I believe what Rich says. I think it all comes down to the fact that U.S. tax dollars should stay in the damn U.S. I agree 100%. I'm getting really tired of the U.S. government sending all our money overseas. And they say, well, it helps democracy. Shut up with your democracy bullshit. Really, just shut up. That that gets old right there. It does. And every year people buy into the same bullshit. Same bullshit. It's like man. they use they use the US US tax money to bribe other countries. <laughs> it's like, no. What happened to keep your mind, keep your nose out of other people's business? That had never happened. You know what? After, you know, before World War One, that was the thinking in this country. After World War One, that's when we became a bunch of assholes and thought, you know, we have to police everybody that's out there. That's what happened as soon as the freaking World War One started. Uh, but, uh, anyway, that was a good conversation right there. Solutions. You got to start talking about some of that. Uh, you know, don't get overwhelmed by a damn problem, but start coming up with solutions to the problem or it's just going to keep repeating, especially now that it's 2023. You think we would evolve to uh, take care of our own people, but it's just not the way it looks anymore. I don't see that happening anytime soon. But don't forget tonight, uh, we'll be on with Bent Rim Podcast and Mikey Ball. Don't forget to go check out his channel. And it uh, should be a good one uh, tonight. You'll be listening in, won't you? Yeah, I'll be listening in from work. There you go. We also have uh, Captain Overkill coming on in the first part of the show. Then we'll have Bent Rim Podcast on. It's a good one, man. It's a good one. We'll talk to y'all later. Rock on. I say goodbye. Vamoose. Adios. Ciao. So long. Get your hat jacked. Number one internet biker radio show is now available on Spotify and all major platforms, including iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, and more. Don't forget to become a subscriber on any one of these platforms.